You know what, Sam? What? It's four in a row. Yes, it is. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. Sam, uh, what a great win against the Rangers. This is going to be the only game we'll be reviewing, and I am so happy. I had maybe some doubts. You had all of the doubts. You had all of the doubts. Okay, but you I did too. You had doubts I believed too. the whole time. I had cautious <laughs> optimism. That was my. That's that's what I will say. But it was a great win, and um, we will be reviewing that later in this episode. The only game we will be reviewing. But first, some podcast news. Obviously, we have a great, great deal uh, for SeatGeek. You get, I believe, 20% off of your first purchase uh, for SeatGeek. I think that is a great deal, especially for this month, because so many home games this month. Yes. So take advantage of that. A lot of home games. A lot of, I'm sure, concerts, events, if you don't live in North Carolina. I don't know if SeatGeek is international, but Sam, we got a bunch of international listeners. So if you got SeatGeek internationally, again, I don't know, but if you do... You can go to an event and our our one listener in Japan. If you've never used SeatGeek, use it. I mean, go for it, man. Yes, we know we have a listener in Japan and South Korea, too, which is interesting. Australia, Germany. We're international. We love all of our international fans. Um, Yes, we do. If you haven't hit us up yet, you should say hi. Yes, definitely say hi. Uh, That is amazing that you take time out of your day to listen to us. It's great. Thank you guys so much. Um, another piece of news. This is kind of me telling you the schedule for the next coming weeks. But uh, the next episode is going to be a normal week. That is going to be on the 8th because we do Monday and Fridays for episodes. But on that Friday, uh, a week from today, as you're listening to, to this probably, um, is we're going to be starting our midterm grades. And hint, hint, we might be having a couple of guests for that episode. Sam, I am excited for that. Um, I know we'll have one new guest and one returning guest. So that's going to be really fun. I'm going to really enjoy that. Actually, you know, we probably could... Uh, well, no, I say we do a midterm grades because it's going to be a mid-season discussion. I think it makes more sense. Yeah. So we'll have it for that episode. But but we're going to split that into two episodes. So midterm grades, part one, and then there's going to be part two. But part two won't be a week from the episode um, on that Friday. So basically the 12th will be midterm grades, part one. Then the 19th will be midterm grades part two, which is a week away from the 12th. Uh, the reason why we're doing this in two parts is we don't want information overload on you guys, because <laughs> I know that can be a thing. I know I get information overload sometimes. I'm sure you do too, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's part of the reason why. And another reason why is because the following Monday, we're going to have a special episode. We already have a couple guests lined up for that, Sam. We're hoping to get probably a couple more. 
that is going to be a Justin Williams special episode because that Monday is the Justin Williams Hall of Fame induction game. Yes. And that's going to be really fun. It's a 3 p.m. game, too. Yeah, I know. You had to take off work. I did, but it's worth it. I already had off. <laughs> unfortunately, I couldn't take that day off. Well, I, I could take that day off, but unfortunately, they don't give us that day off. So, that is going to be the schedule moving forward. So, that is it for podcast news. Now we're going to go into one piece of NHL news, Sam, and that is that the All-Star selections are tonight as we are recording this on a Thursday. Uh, we don't know yet, I believe. Probably going to be Ajo. I, I'm guessing Ajo, too. I think it's happening during what the, one of the intermissions, I think, in one of the national games tonight. So I don't yes. know which one. But. So they're going to be doing that, and then there's going to be the fan selection. Yep. Uh, which we Rigged. already have seen. Fake news. It's We've fake already news. seen. Stop the count. Fake news. A great Donald Trump impression there. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's rigged. There it is going to be a fan vote. We already know how that is from the whole Martin Natchez thing. So it's rigged. They stuffed the ballots, moved the votes, rigged. All fake news. It's rigged. But yes, I'm not going to say it's rigged or not. I'm just going to say. There is that news. I just don't want to be controversial anymore. That's my thing. Um, I'll call it what it is. It's rigged. Rigged for the elites in You can go New ahead York and do that. And Boston and all those evil people up there. They only want to please them. It's rigged. You, you can do that. And now we're going to get on to some Hurricanes news. Well, one other piece of NHL news. Oh, I saw, there is. I saw just before because it affects North Carolina Hurricanes team. It sounds as if Max Pacioretty is gearing up for return. Corey Love tweeted, it sounds like he'll make his debut early or later this week, and it was tweeted. He retweeted that, I think, a couple days ago. So it sounds like we could be seeing Max Pacioretty in a Washington Capitals uniform tomorrow or today for those That's listening. right. I did see that. So we'll see how that goes. I, I really Hopefully hope. he doesn't get injured again. No, That's the biggest I want him to thing. play like trash, but I don't want him to. Uh, I want him to finish his career on his term. Yes, and the only reason why we want him to play like trash is because he plays for the Washington Capitals. Who I think they lost last night? No, they. I believe they won against Pittsburgh, but it was a close game. I think it was 4-3. to three. I'm going to look this up real quick. I know standing-wise, things have shaped up positively for the Hurricanes. Uh, yes, it has. Um, I Some of those games look. in hand aren't there anymore. Yeah, I think the Caps lost last night. They have two games in hand at 42 points. So if they won both of those games, it would be... Um, so they are four points behind Carolina. They didn't play last night. Okay, for some reason I thought they did. But they have a... We have a four... Oh, no, they did. My bad. They did. They okay. lost to New Jersey 6-3. to So if we win tomorrow, we solely are ahead of them, even if they won those two games in hand on us. Um, there's the Islanders have a singular game in hand, not a big deal there. Um, the Flyers have a game in hand that also does not affect us. The Devils have uh, two games in hand. Again, that's the same situation of New Jersey of Washington. If we can beat the Devils, it doesn't matter. Um, and then the Penguins are also in a similar situation, but it doesn't matter there. They are too far behind. And then the Columbus Blue Jackets um, actually have played more games than anybody in the division, and they are last. So they are thoroughly out of it. 
I don't see them making any kind of a comeback. Yeah, I don't either, but all the other teams in front of them have a shot. Like, this is a very jam-packed division. Well, yeah, I mean, in in general, you've got it in Metropolitan from number seven to number one. The difference is 11 points. That's like six games. It's not impossible to make up if you're Pittsburgh. It's not impossible for Pittsburgh to come over to New York if they go on a slump and Pittsburgh goes on a heater. Like, it is possible for anybody, I think, to really win this division just because of how tight it is. I think Carolina is in the best position to possibly overtake New York. I don't know if that happens. I'm skeptical it does happen because everyone's all high and, like, floating high right now on the Hurricanes, and they're playing great. I still remember how bad they were and that a lot of those factors are still present on in this team, and they could reshape, and they could reappear again, which is my biggest concern. Well... I kind of agree with you to some extent because um, I think the Hurricanes, even if you look at this four-game winning streak, I mean, how do they win those games? Goaltending and special teams. Which has five on five, I don't think they've been that good. And Other th- than the Montreal game. I thought Montreal, they were yeah, almost and, at their third. And they were great game. five on five in the third period against the Rangers. Now, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Goaltending, don't 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 fool yourselves. That's not fixed. No, it's because not. they don't trust Auntie Ranta, who played against New York. Which well, it's going to depend if they play. Uh, and now you'll Ranta see Ranta this weekend, but weekend, yeah, this weekend because it's going to be a bat to bat. If I'm betting, he plays at home. He plays better at home. And in general, since he's been a hurricane, I think he's only lost a handful of games at home. So I expect him to play at home, but. He has not been good, and you still need a goalie. Karel Vimelka, Gung goalie, that's an op. There, there are options out there, right? Peter Morazic, just they're just things you can do. The issues that the team has are still there, and if we have another freaking trade deadline without addressing the main issues, I'm going to be furious. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You can't go through another trade deadline being quiet. You, you really just can't. Uh, the main thing is you just need to... I think you still need a goalie, but I think it all depends. And it a little bit depends on the performance of Kachekov, but I think it all depends on what you perceive Kachekov to be right now. If Kachekov stays healthy and he plays well, but let's just think about it. Anderson isn't skating yet. Again, I really don't think he plays again this year. Maybe he doesn't play ever again. Um, What happens if Kachekov gets hurt? You're not going to run Auntie Ranta out there every night. That's tantamount to suicide. That'll destroy your playoff chances because he's not playing good. Even in the one game he played, I don't think he was good. I think the team played significantly better in front of him, and he didn't have to be good. He had to be serviceable, and I think that's all you got from him that game was he was serviceable, which is okay. I mean, you got the win. It was at home, but serviceable isn't going to necessarily cut it on the road. Like against the Rangers, they had a lot of really good opportunities and Kochekov shut the door. So I you need a goalie. Whether you get a, a solid, solid backup who can start if the worst happens, I, I really think if you're looking for that, a Peter Morazic, Karel Vomelka, um, just two that are probably affordable on the affordable side, not a bad way to go. Um, clear up cap space. I'm in favor of moving Orlov if you can make it happen. You got a you got a replacement for him in the lineup in Tony D'Angelo, so that's not you're not going to skip a beat there. 
these are deadline moves you can make. Because right now, Kochekov is buying you time, but that is all he is buying you. This team will not win a Stanley Cup without having a solid goaltending option because all three goalies that are on contract, I don't count Peretz, all three goalies on contract have an injury history that are concerning. You need another goalie. Uh, uh, yes, I do agree. But I, I do think... When it comes to Kachekov, he's on an incredible run. I think the sure. main question is, is is he able to sustain that? When he we need to see what happens when he faces adversity. And now he did face adversity against the Islanders. The Islanders was a <laughs> tough game for him. So that both was Islander end. games. Yeah. So the most recent Islanders game is an adversity game for him. He bounced back really well. I think uh, the next game was with Vegas, and. He did very well, and he's done very well basically since. But what happens if he? What happens tomorrow night if he blows it? Right. That means Ronza is. Well, Ronza's gonna. Ronza's gonna start. Well, they're not gonna take out whoever they start tomorrow because the other one's gonna play the next night. Yeah, and I'd play Ronza, um, in St. Well, against St. Louis then in Washington because. Obviously, yeah. Washington is the better team right now than St. Louis. And what I consider running out Kachekov in both games, yeah, depending on his workload against Washington. If it's light, why not? Yes, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, I still agree that they do need a goalie. I think it all depends on how they perceive Kachekov to be if he keeps the, playing strong. I think he can be a, a uh, starter, but uh, you need some cushion room. You just need right now. You're just in a position where Ronta's not good, and you need a backup that yes, you can trust. Because I don't think there's a trust level there. And look, I love or at Ant- least I or honestly, I guess you could have a good argument of getting a one B type of goalie. Sure, if you want to rotate, and I think at that point, if you want an affordable one, I think Kerovamilk has proven with his numbers that he's really good. And I think that was um, going to be probably a little bit more pricey than a true backup goalie. No, That's he, the only well, thing. yeah, with Famelka, sure, but he's also not had the greatest season. But last year, we'll get, look where he's playing, and he's done very well. He's a younger dude, so I mean, and then that going forward, your goaltending tandem will be Famelka and Kochekov. At that point, it's whoever's hot that's going to start. Yes, definitely. Uh, now let's get on to some Hurricanes news, Sam. Um, obviously, one of the best, best news. This week, Sebastian Ajo gets the first star of the week. And um, I believe the second and third star, second was Panarin. And then third was Luke Hughes. Who cares? But Ajo. I only care about the first star. It's Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, Ajo, I am so happy. And it wasn't even close if you look at the stats. No, but apparently Panarin people... had six points and Ajo had 11. And apparently Penguins fans were crying and whining saying it should have been Latang, And I'm like, go home. You're seventh in the division, and you had Latang had a singular good game. He got, I think, four assists or something in a period. Good for you. Otto and and, got four and even three the, times. Yeah. Well, I mean, even or then, twice, I'm like, three, okay, whatever. maybe you can argue that over uh, Luke Hughes. Sure. But not Aho. No, that was so stupid. Like that's so obvious that uh, and the points reflected too of just how on another level. Ajo is on right now. And he had another point against the Rangers, so he's still going. And Svetch had two goals. So Svetch is scoring. Ajo's scoring. Your your guys who should score are scoring. That top line's playing very well. I mean, Teravine's not necessarily finding the score sheet, but he's part of that group and he's helping create offense, and that's okay. 
as long as you're, you know, your line's producing, that's what matters. Um, but yeah, I mean, Aho deserved it. And no small part due to the power play being very, very good and his line mates being very, very good. Yes, definitely. And another piece of Hurricanes news, Sam. It's official. Hurricanes have purchased Backyard Bistro. I think it's kind of obvious that's going to be a sports book um, area for yeah. the Hurricanes. And good for them. Yeah, expected. Go yeah. in there, have some food, place a bet every now and then. Why not? They got all those TVs. It'll be fun to put a few yes. bucks down on the Hurricanes winning, right? When they take advantage of the Hurricanes winning. Exactly. And uh, another piece of news, Sam, this was a little concerning. We didn't talk about it in our last episode, but Jesper Faust is out. Um, I I remember the hit that was laid on him. Um, I think it was against Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope he is okay. Uh, I think it's going to – it sounds like it's going to be a while. Makes me think it's a concussion. Yeah. Which is funny, the hit didn't seem that hard, but I guess he bounced off the, the, the boards a little bit. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, it's a head injury, so it's just one of those things where it's it's a head injury. You yeah. just can't, you can't predict And Tripp did not like that hit. No, he did not. Um, at the time of the hit, I didn't think much of it. Yeah, I didn't either. And then when we saw some replays, I was like, oh, I see the point. Um, some people try to compare it to the... I've seen the thing is the I've seen that, worse worse uh, hits to the head. Well, I, I have too. I mean, there was one I think in the playoffs at one point where it may have been in the bubble. One of the players just put the puck in an empty net, and he just got lit up, and the puck was like in the net, but it was right to the head. It was a Winnipeg Jets player, I think, and a Montreal Canadiens player, or something like that. I don't remember. Was a Dylan Larkin hit a head head hits? I can't remember. It's possible, yeah, he may have been hit from hit the head. Um, I thought that was more of a dangerous hit than the hit on. Well, there's been a lot of dangerous Foss. hits recently, and let me. And Truba is number one in that category. For laying cheap hits. Uh, I know. To the and then you have head. Rangers fans wanting to gun for Aha. I'm like, if you saw the hit, it wasn't one, it wasn't dirty. Two, the injury was Fox's fault. He extended his leg yeah, going he did. for Aho. Unfortunately for Mr. Fox, he's the one who got hurt. And first off, for all those who listen in New York and you're a Rangers fan, I don't think we have any Rangers fans listening to us. But Fox is 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 a horrible human being. He wanted to play only in New York. We had his rights. He should have been a hurricane. If he was any decent of a player or a human being, he would have signed with Carolina. So it was a stupid, stupid reason for him to go to New York. And it ain't working out for you, dude. And worked out yet. Not even a little bit. So congratulations. You're still a trashy team. And you're a classless franchise. You're cheering for the injury of Sebastian Ajo. Oh, give me a break. I do think the system needs to change, though, on uh, when it comes to college players, because Adam Fox was a college player, and um, obviously you have, I think, three unsigned years before you can be signed. I mean, you're in college all the time. You have the time, unlike the players coming from the junior teams and uh, the European teams. Well, I you think have that you time. And I'm like, you know what? Add another unsigned year to these college players so they can actually face the same pressure that all the other players are facing. Well, actually, I would do it a little bit differently because um, you're in college. You can play there all three years. In my opinion, what I would do is you got three years to play in college if you want to, and then I would say, well, then you've got three more years that you're stuck with that franchise. So sign with the franchise or 
Go to hell. I do. I do. Th- I do think that needs to change. I really do. It's unfair to the junior players in Canada, and it's unfair to uh, the uh, European players. I just think that's just ridiculous. But yeah, no. Adam, what Adam Fox did was childish. It was pathetic, and he went to a classless franchise who cheers for players like Jacob Trouba to injure others. Again, if you watch the hit and you know anything about hockey. The only person who extended their leg was Fox. And he got hurt for it. What you get when you're trying to injure somebody? Sometimes you get hurt yourself. And, and also, I don't even like Truba, um, too, because he hit Jarvis during the... Uh, yeah, the egg game was game seven. Game seven of the playoffs. So I really have a strong hatred against the Rangers, but to me, um, my strongest hatred toward teams... Um, is probably Washington and Boston. <laughs> it depends on the moment, obviously, with me. But those are the two teams. Uh, but Rangers are right up there for me in my most hated teams. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, that's news on Jesper Foss. Sam Neshis also got hurt in practice today, but it sounds like he's getting better per Rod Brindamore. I hope he can play against Washington. I know he has lots of... Uh, mistakes to his game uh, but when he's on he can be amazing so hopefully that just is okay because I think you need all the offensive talent you can get uh, so yeah that's all uh, for Hurricanes news uh, now we're going to go to oh, we got the East selections for the All-Star oh we do? we do we do we do David Pagnota from the Carolina Hurricanes Number 20, Sebastian Ajo. Obvious. From the New York Islanders, Matt Barzal. From the Pittsburgh Penguins, Sidney Crosby. From the Buffalo Sabres, who do you think that is? Buffalo Sabres? Um, Darlene. It is, Alex. It is Rasmus Darlene. Um, the Detroit Red Wings, Alex DeBrinkett. Okay. From the New Jersey Devils, Jack Hughes. From the Columbus Blue Jackets, Boone Jenner. Really? I'm a little bit surprised there. I would have thought Marchenko. From the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, Travis Konechny. Oh, yeah. He's been playing great for Philly. From the Tampa Bay Lightnings, Nikita Kucherov. From the um, Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews. Boston Bruins, David Pasternak. From the Florida Panthers, Sam Reinhart. From the New York Rangers, Igor Shesterkin. From the Montreal Canadiens, Nick Suzuki. From the Ottawa Senators, Brady Kachuk. From the Washington Capitals, Tom Wilson. Interesting. Not Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, that is, that is, that's very interesting that it's not Ovechkin. Those are the full East selections reported by David Pagnota. Yeah, very interesting. And you got a live reaction from us. Yes, Ajo is the selection from the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, so and congrats I on Ajo. And personally, going to boycott any fan voting for this stupid thing because it doesn't work. It doesn't matter. But we'll go ahead and repost David Pagnota's list because it's interesting and good for Sebastian Ajo. Um, he deserves it. He's been the best. After the way he's been playing, yeah. yeah. I think really before this last week, I think an argument could have been made for Seth Jarvis. Um, and if I were to vote for someone, it would be Seth Jarvis. 
Um, and probably Piotr Kachekov, the way he's been playing as well. So if I'm voting for someone, it's one of those two. But mainly because I think Piotr Kachekov's personality in an All-Star game would be fan-freaking-tastic. Yes. But, yes. And he get feisty. He might, he might get feisty, too, because uh, we'll, we'll get to the game. And before we do, let's get to our sponsor. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus pass expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 23. All rights reserved. Okay, Sam, the wonderful, to me, a little bit surprising win against the Rangers. What a great game this was. I had no stress, um, (laughs) actually, in that game at one point, which was really great. I like uh, games (laughs) that don't have any stress. Yes, it's nice, especially when you beat a team. When you end up beating your one of your biggest rivals in the division six to one. That's like a wow. Yes, definitely. Although um, the first two periods, you could say the Rangers were probably maybe a little bit of the better team five on five wise. Yep. Um, first period, uh, Sam got jury scores from Nason and Shea on the power play and Svesh scores from Aho and Burns also on the power play. Sam, um, this power play is lethal. It is a Category 5 power yeah. play. Yeah, the Hurricanes power play is fantastic right now. It's why they were ahead. And also why the fact that they didn't play all that great 5-on-5 five five in the first. And because I really thought New York was the better team in the first and the second period on the 5-on-5 five five side. I think their power play wasn't very good. And their penalty kill obviously wasn't very good. But that's what Carolina was able to take advantage of. They yes. went up 2 to nothing on the power play. And that made things a little bit difficult. And and Kachekov showed his feistiness by laying a hit. Yeah, yeah, he did. That was pretty funny. That was also scary because I was like, "Oh my God, Kachekov, don't get hurt!" Yeah, if you here's a little sneak peek on when you watch a game with Sam Driscoll, and when any of our goalies does something that he doesn't like, he's gonna uh, suck up all the oxygen in the room. Suck up all the oxygen. And he's like, yeah. that's what he does. It's really funny." Yeah, I don't like it when our uh, goalies do things that could get them hurt. But yeah. we only have two. Yeah, yeah, we do. And I, it is understandable. So, yeah. Especially when we were on the road against Toronto, because we've already had one e-bug situation. Don't want another. Uh, but yeah, uh, great two goals from Drury, Svech, and Svech. Uh, Svech continues on a great, great run by scoring multiple goals it's just amazing 
Now, second period, Sam, obviously, again, Rangers are playing a little bit better than the Hurricanes 5-on-5. Kreider scores, but I don't blame Kachekov on that. Mm -hmm. It was a tip, yep, basically. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, Just don't worry about it, Kachekov. Continue playing your game. And he did, and he shut the door from there on out. You can't blame a goalie when the puck is tipped, changed directions right into the net. And it's a goal scorer's goal. Chris Kreider's a goal scorer. Good for him. And really, after that, Carolina was like, huh, we don't like New York very much. No. And the stall line decided to take things into their own hands. Stall gets to a puck, sees Martinuk is wide open in front of Shesterkin, passes it to him. Martinuk stores. And Sam, I love that stall, Martinuk, and Jarvis line. They have been so good. I just love it. It's They've been very good, and I think you keep that together for the time being. Well, I think you keep all the lines together right now, especially when you're on a four-game winning streak. If it ain't broke, don't fix. That's yes. that's that's the main thing. Yeah, you won't change anything until you lose a game. It depends on how you lose the game. And honestly, Sam, even if we do, let's say, lose against Washington or lose against uh, St. Louis – I I honestly would be like, you know what? Keep the lines together. Because I think one of the things that Brendan Moore does, I think, a little bit too much is after maybe a loss, he jumbles pretty much all the lines except for maybe the stall line every now and then because he likes the stall line. But even then, he changed that up and put Jarvis on the stall line. It shocked me. It, it did shock me, but it worked. And I'm happy that it worked. And it's been playing amazing. It really has. So my only thing is that if we lose a game here, since we are on a four-game winning streak, I probably advise keep the lines the same. You want to create chemistry. Don't, Don't just keep juggling the lines just to try and get something. I would just try and keep it the same unless you're probably on maybe, what, a two- or three-game losing streak or something. Then I'd be like, okay, maybe you do need to change it up. But I just would advise just keeping the lines together. Yeah. And be and probably be maybe a little bit more experimental on the defensive pairings. Yes, yes, God, yes. Look, Burns has been playing a little bit better, but overall his season has not been good. So maybe be willing to move your defense around. It's okay. Yes, it when is. You play bad, if you do okay. it with your forwards, it should be fine with your defense. It really should. Um, I completely agree with you. But yeah, um, great, uh, great game overall. Even though the Hurricanes haven't been playing well, five on five, three to one into the third period. Sam Rangers, gave I up. think they just gave up that third period. Well, I think, and Trip talked about it in the broadcast, and I think a lot of it had to do with that first line played so much that game, and, and Laviolette threw him out a lot. I think it. They may have drained him. Yes, he did say that. And I, I, I do probably agree with him and you on that. I think they played that Panarin line way too much because I believe that line consisted of, obviously, uh, Panarin. It was Panarin, Trocek, and Lafreniere. And, I mean, that, that line was just completely tired out. So I think that's a lesson for more of... The co- from the coach, Peter yeah. Levellette, than the players. But either way, Carolina was able to make them pay. Chatfield, who 
I'm going to say this, and yeah, I might have already listened to Kaniac Sessions' episode today, but I think Chatfield's a top four defenseman. No. I think he is. Mm-mm. And to me, the reason why is because he's the most, I think, elite skater on the back end. I think Tony's a better skater than Chatfield. I think Tony's faster. I'd, I'd bet you five bucks Chatfield's a better skater. I, I, like, I would. I like Tony. If I lose, that's I, no, fine. No, no. I, I like Tony's skating ability better, but I also think everybody on that... I think the two worst skaters on the blue line are Orlov and Burns. Oh, yes, I agree. I think the two fastest skaters are probably Slavin and Chatfield and I th- or slate not Chatfield Chatfield and D'Angelo and I think your most offensively talented defensemen are Shea and D'Angelo and I think your most defensively minded defensemen on the blue line is going to surprise some people Slavin which won't but I think Chatfield I I am demoting Pesci from that number 2 to that number 3 because I really have not liked his game this year like I I really have not and if the man demands seven million, you let him walk. I mean, I think you move him at the deadline if you can do that first for a fix in an area, right? Because you can put D'Angelo with Shea, and you're good because they've played together before. So you know you've got options, right? But if you want to move some cap out and maybe get a player like a forward, like a Lindholm, moving out of Pesci is a great idea. I, you just, I, I don't even like Pesci this year, and I think. A lot of it is what you and I talked about at the beginning of the season would be a big problem. It's that there were so many rumors around him at the beginning of the at the off season that he was going to get traded. It was almost sounded like a certainty. If you listen to Elliot Friedman, Jeff Merrick, David Pagnota, it did not matter which NHL insider you talked to or listened to. They all made it sound like Pesci was gone before July 1st. Yes. He wasn't. And then even after that, they're like, oh, well, it sounds like a deal still might happen. You know, it's not like imminent, but it looks like it's going to happen and he's going to get moved out. And it didn't. But he was the main piece, the biggest piece that they were talking about getting moved. Yes. And I will agree one thing. I think Pesci's skating over the years has kind of deteriorated. But I still think he... um, I still think he is a top four defenseman, yeah. which is why I I probably would advocate him being traded because I think Traffield can play those minutes, and I think D'Angelo, you'll get some offense from D'Angelo. Well, I think Carolina would be wise to consider because I mean, to consider if you're going to move a defenseman, it's Pesci or Orlov, right? You move out Orlov, it's for the cap, right? If you can find a team to take it and take it all you move Orloff for cap reasons, right? That's a big load off your mind and money to use in the offseason next year. At that point, you re-sign Chatfield, you re-signed uh, D'Angelo, you re-signed Shea, you re-signed, if you can, you bring Pesci back. And at that point, you got your core, right? And then you got Coglin, or you can go out and get Mark Stahl if he wants to play another season. You'll get your seventh defenseman. But I'm sorry, Tony D'Angelo doesn't deserve to be sitting on the bench every damn game. He's a power play quarterback, and how great this power play is. Can you imagine how much better it is if you throw Tony D'Angelo on that power play? I mean, he's I knew freaking you would fantastic. S- I knew you would say that regardless of the power play status. Well, the power play status is so, fantastic, but yeah. you make it better. with yes, D'Angelo yeah. makes it better. That much better, right? I mean, his skating, his ability to pass, it just it baffles my mind that they are willing to die on the hill of Orlov. I make the trade today if it means you trade Orlov for Jack Campbell. You you save a million dollars in cap. I mean, it's like it's that worse. They're both on. I think he's stuck with Campbell. For I don't an extra think season, anybody's going to take that contract. I'm sorry. 
Well, I, I think New Jersey so. could. New, New Jersey could, but even then, seven million for a defenseman. They're paying they Dougie nine. While they, while they also, um, well, the thing with Hamilton is that he actually has the points to show for it, other than Orlov. Well, Orlov is, Orlov is supposed go. to. Orlov would produce points. Would slot in that spot for Dougie until he comes back, which wouldn't be until next year. But then the Devils can worry about it next season with Orlov. So then they could try to move the cap out if they. And want I to. think their main another main problem for them is goaltending too. So there's yeah. also that. But I mean, again, I think the biggest mistake Carolina did was giving seven point seven eight whatever million to Dimitri Orlov. I agree. Orlov. Yeah, that made I agree no with sense. That. I mean, if I'm glad he wanted to come here, why couldn't you make the deal better? I'm like, okay, glad he wants to come to Carolina. Well, then he needs to take a hometown discount. I would have, I, I would have tried for five something million if he wanted to come here. I'd be like, okay, then you probably have some leverage and ability. It, and we, and I've been saying this all freaking year. Why the hell did you spend nearly eight million dollars on him? Why didn't you go to Patrick Kane or Tarasenko who wanted money, specifically Tarasenko who wanted money, and say, here's seven point seven five million dollars for one season. Let's win a Stanley Cup. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, yeah. He's a 30-40 goal scorer. He's a guy who can come in, play top line. He's going to play on your first line with Aho and Taravainen. You know, he's your guy who's going to score. He's your power play guy. Okay, that makes sense. One season at 7.75, even two at 7.75. That's more than he's making now with Ottawa. Why didn't you do that? Like, you you addressed a non-issue. And, and they knew no going. Need. They knew going into the season they needed more offense. And when it, the news was, was released that we were going to sign Tarasenko, but it turned out he'd signed with Ottawa, that was obvious. And yeah, but look at the end of the day, Carolina, and we're we're saying a lot of this while Carolina is playing well. But again, I want to be honest with needs that the franchise has because what matters is the playoffs. Get to the dance, but you need to fix and shore up the problems. Does Carolina to me, need- it's goaltending, and I think adding another forward. And I think that's and I think that's what you need to do because this group has shown in the playoffs they cannot finish. What in the name of all that is holy makes you think it's different year five, or is this year six? I don't know. Year five, I think it's year six. I think their excuse is like, well, Svetch is going to be healthy. Good for Svetch, but Svetch hasn't been all that great in the playoffs. He's been okay. He got his butt handed to him by Ovechkin in the first year. Next year was the bubble. We only played a year and a half. And he got hurt from Chara, if you remember. Sure, yep. He got hurt in that one, too. And then the year after that was against Tampa. We got knocked out. I don't think he was very good that year. Ajo's been pretty consistent, but you want more from him. You haven't had a guy who can put the puck in the net. Yes, last season it sucked. You didn't get patches and you didn't get Svetch. And I think combined together, that was a good help and a good fix. They realized the need, and I'll give it to them. They've realized a problem. They saw it. They addressed it. Granted, they went on the bargain shelf, and that's why the you know, patch ready got hurt again. But And Kasha didn't play another game. He played one game and that was it. And I actually <laughs> thought he was fine in the one game he played. So it was an unfortunate thing there. But you went out and you addressed a clear problem. And then yes. this year you used that $7 million that you gave to Patches on a defenseman. And it's like, why? Why did you fix that? Why did you not fix that? Why did you add to something that doesn't need to be fixed? Do you want to add D'Angelo for the power play? Makes sense to me. Yes. But if I was going to give that kind of money to somebody... It was going to be a Tarasenko. It was going to be a Patrick Kane. It was going to be a forward who could put the puck in the net. Not a defenseman who's playing third-line minutes. That's so stupid. 
And I think that alone, if Carolina does not win a Stanley Cup, that alone is reason enough for me to move on from Tulski and, and Don Waddell. If you do not win a Stanley Cup, if you do not go out at the deadline and address the two needs you have, probably another center, because I think if one of them gets hurt, you're in a little bit of trouble. Because we already saw that this year when one of your centers got hurt, it was a bit shaky for a little while. You need another center. Someone who can also put the puck in the net. Adam Gold likes it. I like it. I think everyone likes it. Lyle Lindholm makes a lot of sense here, especially with Calgary not playing well. And his cap hits, I think, relatively low. I think it's in the sixes. Then you go get a goalie. You want to sign Aaron Dell? Sign Aaron Dell. That's fine. If you want to go get... That's what I would do. I'd sign Aaron Dell, but by the way, Kachekov's playing. Yeah, and if Kachekov falls off a little bit, then you can go get Peter Barazic, because Chicago's not going to be in this fight. You can go get... At least you have Aaron Dell to fall back on, just a little bit. No, you've got options. you got some goalies. You, you would have play. an option. Dell has played some games, so he's going to have some game action. Um, and if you want to trade for a goalie, again, I think Vimelka and Marazic make a lot of sense. Um, again, there are some things you can do to go get a goalie in just for that third option in case someone gets hurt. Yes, exactly. Because I'm, I'm planning that Anderson doesn't play again, and I think you need to prepare for that scenario. I think you're deceiving yourselves if you are banking on that. That's a mistake, a huge mistake to bank on that. Um, blood clotting is just not predictable. Yeah, it's not. I agree. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of our um, talk on the uh, hurricanes uh, generally. Uh, and we'll have a bigger conversation yeah, with our friends because we uh, we're going to have them on in soon. Yes, we will. And of course, Sam, third pair, we've really stopped on the Rangers real quickly. Chatfield scores. We go to Chatman. Do I love it when I hear Trips says it? Spectacles. Sorry, Spectacles scores again. Um, great goal from him and bunting scores and he, and on that bunting assist, Sam is Lemieux. He now has points against all three of his former teams. Very funny. And I like Lemieux in the lineup. I do. It's fine. He's playing well. I don't have a problem with him. I think he's, I think he's a good, um, depth forward. That I think that's, he does what that, you want him to do when he's, exactly. when he's in the roster. Plus he produces in games against teams he used to play for. So. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is fun, and he it. provides a good physical edge. Yes, so there's that, and uh, yeah, that is rest. All she wrote: Carolina wins sixty six to one, and yeah, great, great game. And um, I do want to say this at the end of this episode: uh, all who are listening to this, just thank you so much for listening to this, taking time out of your day, regardless if. You are out in Japan somewhere or here local. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. I don't think I've done this in quite some time, so I just want to say thank you for that. And now we will see you guys Monday. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at The Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time. Yeah.